Hello there. Come in. Sit down. Don't have time for you to dally by the door today. Here, take this. What is it? Have you never seen a microwave mug cake? It's one of the quickest ways to make one. I've not had the time to bake anything more elaborate this week. Honestly, if it's not been one thing, it's been another. There's been delays, fights, panics, money issues, and a few other things. First, the finance department came round and told me they worked out just how few late fees they managed to collect. Apparently there's about £750 still owed on loans of fictions from this office. I think they got a tip-off from that nosy reporter. Then security told me off how I was advertising the fiction section. Apparently you're not allowed to encourage the brownies to over-enthusiastically bring their neighbours to the library. There's not a badge for it. Had to tell them to stand down. And I got into an argument with the acquisitions librarian at the non-fiction section at our internal management meeting. Not entirely proud of it, but at least I won. They utterly failed to stop me talking over them. So for now I continue to hold the key to the biscuit cupboard. But just in case they decide to take the key back anyway, I've hidden it. It's in this carefully nested set of boxes, each one shaped like a key, slightly bigger than the last. And finally, just as we got to the end of the week, the director called in sick with a cold. Doesn't stop us sending emails though. I think she's told me off more these past two days than in the rest of the month put together. <laughs> so with all of that, I've barely had any time to listen to shows at all. I've had to restrict myself to really short ones. Like this one, about a woman who has to kill to stay immortal. Or this one, about the shutting down of the last moon base. Or this, about a chap joining the zombie apocalypse. Luckily though, another thing that's short are trailers, so I've been crunching through a few of those. Here, some for you to listen to. First, it's Daughters of DC. At Washington DC's most elite prep school, James, the tech-savvy daughter of the Speaker of the House, and her best friends Peyton, Natalie and Celia, share their deepest secrets on a private app called DODC. When the girls are hacked by a mysterious figure, they're thrust into a global conspiracy that threatens to expose DC's most influential families. It's no secret that in Washington, D.C., corruption is everywhere. You could say it's gone viral. And I should know. My mom's the Speaker of the House. My name is James Parker. My friends are all on the same boat. Daughters of the D.C. elite. When you're this close to power, there's nowhere to hide. And when my friends and I got a little too visible, our parents broke us up. But now I need them back. Because I'm in deep. You see, I'm a bit of a hacker. And here, no one knows me as James Parker. They only know me as Storm Alloy. And Storm Alloy? Well, she went poking around somewhere she shouldn't have. We just witnessed a murder. If you had the power to make a difference, who would you protect? Your family? Your friends? Your country? I thought I knew. Wow, there's a lot here. Interviews? Affidavits? I'll just download this. Whoa, hold up. The files are all disappearing. Where are they going? I'm not doing anything. What did I tell you about crossing me? I'm James. I'm Peyton. I'm Celia. I'm Natalie. And we're the Daughters of D.C. Join me and my friends for Daughters of D.C., a new 12-part scripted podcast political thriller from the team that brought you Lethal Lit, Einhorn's Epic Productions, and iHeartRadio. Listen to DODC for free on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Then, First Action Bureau... The First Action Bureau exists to protect the Earth, near Utopian by 2068, from criminal elements before they get the chance to act. Using decades of big data and globally connected quantum artificial intelligence, 
The Bureau is able to predict criminal activity before it occurs. Nero Jones may be the best agent the Bureau has, but something strange is going on. Headaches and bizarre dreams are troubling this deadly assassin, and as her missions continue, it becomes increasingly clear that all is not well. Not just with her, but with the Bureau itself. But where did the lies end? And where does the truth begin? Have I ever killed anyone without permission? Not that I know of, officially. From the worlds of Jerry Anderson. Last transport of flight M104 is go for launch. First Action Bureau. 10. Connecting to First Action Bureau. You're early. Couldn't help myself. Good to see you, boss. Nine. I'm trying not to make this weird. What is wrong with you? Eight. Try to bond with her if you can. She'll love me. As do we all, Nero. Piss off. Seven. Do you have any romantic feelings towards Benjamin Saul, Nero? Can you just say my name? God, no. Six. Nothing is true. Five. What? Swing by my quarters anytime. I'll definitely do that. Four. Why do I always attract the weird ones? He's a real bad boy, isn't he? Uh. You can pretend to be as hard-bitten and unfriendly as you like, but I've read your file and I I know you're a nice person. Now that is a state secret, even from me. We get to stop global and interplanetary crime before it even gets started. Hence the name... First Action Bureau. Just forget about this, or I may have to hunt you down and kill you. Are you serious? Not sure. Bye. Then, Deconstructive Criticism. This is the podcast where Paul and Alison review all the things they do and don't need in their lives. But there's one very important thing they never discuss. Do they need each other? Mom, Dad, you ready? What's your review going to be on? We're reviewing breakfast. Oh, you mean like IHOP or Jimmy Dean sausage? No, like having breakfast. Oh, gross. It's the most important meal of the day, Allison. Breakfast is gross. Who can eat that early? Well, you've essentially starved your body for eight hours, so you're being cruel to your body. And since when do you eat breakfast anyway, Paul? You don't get up until 11 like a damn teenager. Excuse me, this damn teenager gets up at 7. You might be a bit more pleasant in the morning if you actually ate something. Really, Paul? Yeah, You know really. that's because I, I need mean, coffee in the morning. You... you can't blame a soul for trying. So, there's your review of the importance of breakfast, if you can call it that. That was my parents, Alison Baxter and Paul Ellis. I'm Coral Baxter Ellis, and you can catch our podcast, Deconstructive Criticism, starting this fall. And finally, my parallel life. Daniel Jones's perfect life just took a sharp turn for the worse. His parents separated. He has to move to an apartment in the city and go to a public school, uh, where everyone is a total slacker, and no one cares about his high GPA and prestigious writing awards. And worst of all, his mum just up and left the country. Daniel is working up a plan to make his life more acceptable when he discovers a strange door. A door that takes him to a parallel life where his parents hadn't separated.
My name is Daniel Jones, and I'm 15 years old. I go to Paulson and... Uh, no, actually, sorry. Starting tomorrow, I go to public school in East. Jumpy Cat Studios presents From the Minds of Vera Greentee and Jasmine Brown, My Parallel Life, a supernatural story about losing your place in the world and finding it again in a wormhole. I used to live in a nice house and went to private school, but now... Now I live with my dad in this... Lower income area, shall we say? Don't forget your mom wants you to call and talk to you about your first week of school. Like I want to talk to her. And this school, they have like nothing, like a football team and that's it. Unfortunately, we don't have a paper at Easton at this time. The kids here are, are so aggressive and- You're an hour away, it can't be that bad. Dude, what is your problem? Are you like a cop? No, I'm a reporter. You're in the 10th grade. Oh, wait, hold on, that door. Danny boy? Is someone there? Danny boy? I spent all morning baking. Mom, are you in the warehouse? Hello? I just landed in Quito last night. Mom, huh? I guess I'm going inside this warehouse. And I'm out of that creepy corridor. What the hell? I'm in my room. Like, like my old room in, in my old house. Danny boy, what are you doing peering out of your closet like you're haunting your own room? Mom? Yeah. All this weird shit I found. It's the only proof I have that there's something going on, and I have a way back into a parallel life. I just can't lose it before I even figure out what to do with it, right? My Parallel Life is a 10-part scripted series coming to anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Right, that's your lot for this week. Please don't come back for a week. I really can't fit any more visitors in. If you need to talk to us in the meantime, use the Twitter feed. It's at Oddie Drama Debut. Anyway, cheerio.